0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Here's a 2-1. And Yuli drives this deep to left field. Gordon is going back, looking up. See you later! Grand slam for Yuli Gurriel. And the Astros lead it 8-0.
2: Back-to-back days for Gurriel to go deep. Now has four on the season, and he has just broken this one wide open.
3: This is another Astros podcast.
1: Gordon is ready. Dial set. Another 3-2. It's outside. Corner for strike three, and Gordon goes down looking. That is the ball game. The Houston Astros take two out of three from the Royals. beating Kansas City today by a final of
2: 11 to 3. I saw a lot of those big innings last year since 11 men were the plate tonight. Scoring eight times to put this one away early. Astros defeat
1: the Royals today by a final of 11 to 3. We're joined now in the Astros' dugout by Josh Reddick. A couple of hits today, and you were a big part of starting that, that eight-run second inning with your single. Uh, to get Gurriel the third, put runners at first and third. And, and how big was that second inning? Astros seem like lately been lacking that, that big hit, but, but able to get plenty in that inning.
4: Yeah, I mean, you, you look at what Yuli did today, that was pretty special. I had a great day for him. So uh, getting us going was huge. Getting in scoring position was, it was a big step for us with nobody out. You know, for me, it was just trying to get him over. I wasn't trying to do too much. Snuck a single through there, and then after that, just let the guys behind me work. And, you know, Stassi had a great at-bat. Great walk right there. And then You know, from then on, everybody just seems to pick up from everybody else at that point. So everybody just built on each other on that inning, and uh, Yuli capped it
2: off with a nice grand slam. So he started it, and he ended it pretty nicely for us. Josh, what's the chance of Bregman taking credit for shaving his mustache for that big inning? Oh, God, I don't even want to talk about it. That was hideous. (laughs) That was hideous. Well, how would you describe that mustache in seven words or less? Uh, Seventies. That's all I'm going to say about it. We'll let everybody else figure out what
1: they want to take with it. Well, well, Josh, I mean, it it has to feel good with the way this team's been been playing on the homestand you know people look at the schedule and they think oh well you know the rays and the royals two teams that have been struggling well that's one thing but they're still major league ball clubs you still have to go out there and, and try and compete against them And the astros have done a good job of that for
4: sure you know th- these guys are here for a reason regardless of what their record shows and you know we uh come back from a great road trip and had all the confidence in the world and you get teams like that to come in here and they can still beat you on any given day i mean you look at what happened Uh, two days ago. Great pitching matchup and they just uh, got a little bit better than we did that day. So we just got to take it one day at a time. I know that's very cliche but that's how this game works. You take it one day and you come back tomorrow. These guys are gone. Now we got to focus on the Blue Jays coming in here tomorrow and uh, continue to do well because we know those guys aren't having the best year either but at the the same time they can get on you pretty quick as well. So we're just trying
2: to uh, keep playing Astros baseball. Josh, last thing. How does a guy who gets signed as a free swinger uh, get to to have such a a knowledge of the strike zone like you have as your career has progressed it's just
4: something that i continue to work on over the as the years go on i think over the last five years or so i've matured very much as a hitter uh-huh. with my time in oakland and you know i give credit to some things is the guys hitting in front of me not taking a whole lot of pitches so it was kind of forced sometimes to where ah. you know guys that your lead off hitter swings at the first two pitches and the guy ahead of you swings at the next three pitches you got five five pitches by that time and uh, you're pretty much given to take two pitches regardless. And, you know, if you get a strike, then you just go from there. But I think that was a big step. Big step was me. I just kind of went about it as I was going to take a first pitch and maybe sometimes even a first pitch strike. And, and, and then that, that, that way I can grind at bats away. And I'm, I'm not really scared to hit with two strikes as, as much as I was in my past and earlier career. And, um, you know, the, the thing for me is just cutting down the big swings. You know, after 12 yeah. and 13, I was trying to hit everything out of the park wherever I could. And it right. really got me out of my plan. So after that, I really stepped it up and kind of just, Started using the whole field again. And I give myself, you know, one swing in at bat to see what I can do with it. And if I can lit launch it, then I can. If not, then we go right back to the game plan.
2: So it's a no ball two strike count to Bregman as he walks back. Bregman sporting a mustache, in case you were wondering. think Tom Selleck. Oh, he shaved it. Bird Reynolds, only the opposite. I think, I think he started this game with it, and he does not have it now. So it looked like Jack Black from Nacho Libre, really. <laughs> that mustache. And he started this game with it. And now he's clean. He decided after the bases loaded walk that he had had it. Well, I got confirmation, Robert, about Bregman's mustache. OK. He actually shaved his mustache in the dugout earlier in the game. How did, you, you bring a razor into the dugout? You probably get a cup of water. Swish it around. Grit your teeth. It, just shave it.
1: Well, it shouldn't have taken very long to shave off. I mean, it wasn't exactly thick and lustrous
5: got a cat to lick it
2: off <laughs> so i guess we are putting shaving cream in the uh, in the dugouts now is that what we're doing to accommodate these players
5: i mean whatever it takes to get that mess of a of a mustache off i guess you know i i uh, we joked with him about it before the game i think he was doing it either for good luck or uh maybe he lost a bet but but i didn't know until post game that he had gone and 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 shaved it off but i um you may not be able to grow a mustache over the course of the game, but I know you can. You can shave one off now and 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 get some national attention out of it.
2: Is Bregman the most superstitious guy on the team?
5: Uh, probably not the most superstitious. Really? He's the most comical about it. But he, okay. um, you know, there are some other guys. The the pitchers are hard to beat with their routines yeah. and everything they have to do before they go out on the field. Um, you know, there. He's he's one of the superstitious guys, but. Um, in some ways, I think you put a baseball uniform on and you're going to be a little more superstitious than you are in your ordinary clothes just by the nature of the game.
2: Because you're very aware of when you're going well, what What are you doing? You're and you're trying, you're trying to uh, duplicate that, right? You're trying to do everything
5: yeah. the same. You know, you'll eat the same sandwich. You'll, you'll go the same way to the ballpark. Yeah. You'll You'll spend the same routes. You'll take the same number of swings. There, we call them routines in baseball, though. We're not superstitious.
2: Right. They're just routines. All right, what do you know about the Toronto Blue Jays that you didn't know yesterday?
5: Um, uh, mostly just how how um, how dangerous they are to hit the three run homer. You know, when, when you look at this team, you know they don't run a lot, they don't defend perfectly, um, but they do they do damage when you give them a few free extra bases. And if you don't pitch to the game plan, that can get them out. And and so they're a very potent, dangerous team. I think they're built for the AL East, kind of that slugging type team mm. that um, that can that can burn you with. Uh, you make an error, you, you, you give a walk away, you end up with um, someone like Solarte or Smoke or, or Teoscar or Grychuk or one of these guys is going uh, to hit a three-run homer when they, when they get you a little vulnerable. So, um, you know, it's not just one way to win, but it's, an, it's a dangerous way to
2: win. Former Astro Jay Happ pitching for them. He's a lefty and when you look at the velocity readings you're seeing 92 93 91 sometimes Mm -hmm. but the perception's just not accurate with that he looks like he throws a lot harder
5: yeah they call that hop nowadays a guy Uh with good hop that gets that that the ball looks a little harder than than the velocity reading and part of it is because he's you know what is he six four six five six six whatever he is long arms tall delivery he stays very tall in his setup Um, and the ball gets on you a little bit he's hard to pick up you know it's uh, it's a challenging guy and when you look at the success that he's had it, it looks like his pitches come out of the same tunnel it, it the fastball then all of a sudden the breaking ball will come out of that same that same tunnel the two seamer and four seamer mm-hmm. both come out of the same the same look it's got a little late sharp movement um, and given the angle it's just something a little different given how tall he is so um, he'll be a challenge for us you know we got to him last year by by ambushing the fastball he's kind of a 70% fastball guy. Yeah. And if he stays with that same game game plan, it'll be kind of man-on-man man who can hit the fastball. And, and we've, we've had success in the past. We'll see if we can do it again.
2: And I've noticed with Hap that uh, with two strikes, he likes to come inside with the fastball. And when you can hit that corner, uh, tell me, as a right-handed batter, what does that look like when, when he's coming in with that left-handed angle to the inside yeah. corner?
5: Well, you got to beat the ball to the spot, and it's okay. easier said than done. And, and the ball that's coming in at that angle, he'll probably stand all the way over on the first big side of the rubber. He'll create that angle for you. And just when you think you need to get to the get to that ball inside, if you're late at all, um, the ball gets in on you, or it gets you your body overcompensates and mm-hmm. you pull off the ball. So, uh, the challenge for him in this ballpark is going to be if you do get to most of the barrel and you get it to the pull side, we got a couple chances to hit the ball in the Crawford boxes or uh, the pull homer against our our all right-handed lineup. So, a um, little bit of a cat and mouse game on with If you look in and he throws in, you keep it fair. We got a chance to homer. Yep. All right, AJ, first
1: to three with the Blue Jays. Good luck. Thank you, Spurgeon. Robert Ford joined by John Gibbons, manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, and San Antonio native, MacArthur High School. And you're always happy to return to your home state, even though it's a few hours away from where you live, always happy to be back in Texas.
3: Oh, Robert, yeah. Hey, you know, I, I love Texas, you know, and I always look, I always, when the new schedules come out, you know, that's the first thing I look. You know, actually, we were in Dallas earlier this year, and it was actually cold. I couldn't believe it, you know, and, and, uh, <laughs> Well, I knew when we came here it wasn't going to be cold, and, uh, but you got that roof. But it, it's nice because, you know, family comes down and, and, and friends, and so, you know, that I don't see much of during the season anyway. So, yeah, it's, all, it's always nice
1: you're going to see two of your current players, Tyler Clippard and Teoscar Hernandez, get the World Series rings from the Astros, both part of the Astros uh, last season. And that, that has to be exciting to, to see those guys get those rings, even though it didn't happen with the Blue Jays.
3: Right, yeah. You know, uh, in Clippert's case, you know, Cl- Clipp's bounced around a little bit in his yeah. career, you know. And uh, I don't know if this is his first one. Uh, but, yeah, you know, any, anybody that plays for you, yeah, I mean, you always want good things to happen to him, you know, even if there's somebody, and the ultimate goal is to win a be world champion, and it's always a nice gesture when teams give everybody, you know, rings that have been involved with it, and uh, two of the good guys on our team, you know, and then, of course, we, we picked up Teoscar from, from you guys in that trade last year, and he's been tremendous for us, you know, and, and um, you know, one of our, he's got a chance to be a cornerstone on this team for a lot of years. I think he has a chance to be a star type player. He uh, can be that good. So, yeah, I'm happy for those guys, you know, because uh, I, I know the work it takes to just to get to the big leagues. And then, you know, there's 30 teams out there that were the best players in, in the world to come out on top. You know, I, w- I watched the playoffs last year, and I saw the battle you guys had with the Dodgers and the back and forth, and it goes to the final game. And it's like, you know, I mean, you earn those things. And, um, and, and also I'm a big fan of A.J. Hinch. You know, he's one of the good guys in the game. And he does a great job, and I'm happy that he got it. So
1: you're not one of those managers. You mentioned you watched the playoffs last year. You hear from a lot of managers, a lot of a lot of players that once their season's over, they're not watching postseason baseball. But you're not like that.
3: No, Robert. Yeah, you know, I mean, this, this is my profession. You know, and uh, you know, Dave Roberts, is a good buddy of mine too. So you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm big fans of both those guys. So that was part of it, but. Yeah, I you know I mean once baseball is in your blood, I know it, like you said, it's done, not for everybody. Some guys want to get away from it, but you know I'm intrigued by it. You know, and because we played these teams throughout the year, and I, I enjoy watching the ultimate competition. You know, the guys at the end of the year, both teams are banged up, beat up, guys are tired, but you know they're, they're just they're just gutting it out till the end. And uh, it was a tremendous World Series.
1: Now you got a World Series ring when you were playing for the Mets. That one in, yes. <laughs> 1986, you were you were you were a part of that ball club, and you got to play in a, in a few games that year when Gary Carter was was on the DL. You were a catcher. Uh, first of all, do you do you remember what do you remember about that World Series? I know you weren't on the active roster, but what do you remember about that World Series?
3: Well, Robert, well that's why my earlier comment. It's um, always. When teams give everybody that was involved, yeah. give, give them what—that's <laughs> where I wild. got mine. Yeah. yeah, actually, I spent two months with them that, that year, and it was—it was a crazy team, wild team. <laughs> to get to the get to that point, you know, of course, it was down in Houston, the, you know, the, the the first round. Right. I think it was 17, 18 innings, maybe, and, and uh, just to go on to play in the World Series. Get some great, great Houston team, and then you know, I, I was I was catching the bullpen. I wasn't on the active roster night, and, and I was uh, game six game everybody thinks it's over right and then just crazy things started happening i was actually down the bullpen and if i'm not mistaken it was dwight Gooden that was warming up Mm -hmm. you know and and, uh and of course in the ball through buckner's leg you know when you win a game like that when it's when it's right there for the taking it's almost like you guarantee you're gonna win the you know you're gonna win the series because Mm -hmm. it just is so damaging to the other team so gee i I snuck a ring in there i I don't wear it it's in a safety deposit box but it's kind of nice nice little thing to have in the. for those people that don't believe me, I can actually show. <laughs> so you know, you never wear your World Series ring. No, you know what? Because in this game, you take you, know, you gotta take jewelry on and off all the time. I'm afraid that I lose the thing.
1: All right. Well, John Gibbons, glad you were able to get a World Series ring during your playing career. I know you're trying to get one as, right. as a manager as well. Hey, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, good luck after you leave Houston.
3: Hi, uh, Rob. Hey, you're one of the great guys in this game, man. I always enjoy seeing you. The Houston Astros Radio Network.
1: And Alex Lines is in the left center field. That's
2: a base hit. Fisher around third and coming home. The throw it up late. Not in time. Astros win. Astros win. Robert Ford. He's a baseball player, Alex